Welcome to episode number 108 of Probably the Best Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. I am Bradley Schneller, owner of Stack Coaching, and today we have a repeat guest of Dr. Mesa Hanawi, director of fitness for Stack Coaching and owner of In the Box PT. This weekend, Mesa flew to New Orleans and we got to spend the weekend together working out, counting macros, and eating a bunch of good food. We talk about all that here on this episode, how we mesh together CrossFit, how we program, and talking about eating for performance. Hope you enjoy the show as we sit down and have a pretty casual conversation about all things fitness and nutrition. Stacked Coaching, a fitness revolution is coming. Hey everybody, what's up? I am Bradley Schneller with Stacked Coaching. I'm Dr. Mason Hanawi with In The Box. What's happening? Uh, we got together this weekend. Mesa came in for us to do some programming for some, some <laughs> for some programs that we are building out. Yep. Uh, templated programs for people to purchase and um, run, run them through what we're doing. Yeah, so most of what we do is one-on-one individualized programs, but not everyone wants to do that, needs to do that. Some people just want a templated program to follow month-to-month or cycle-to-cycle that's progressive, that's intentional, that's going to take into account things like mobility, stability, single-leg work, progressions, frequency, stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of the foundation for more advanced things we're going to do later, correct? Exactly, yeah, it's GPP. Right, why would someone maybe want to do this program instead of maybe their group fitness program like if they belong to a group fitness gym is there yeah. a reason why yeah i think it's just a very intentionally programmed i am a physical therapist you have a lot of experience in a gym so a lot of gym programs unfortunately are pulling together different workouts not programming with a bigger picture with cycles with weeks at a time sometimes it's just day to day so this is taking into account stability mobility right to left volume control and like slow incremental progressions over time yeah i like it so let's talk about our weekend because okay. we had fun you came down for saturday uh we ate so much food we ate a ton of food <laughs> sunday morning we woke up and uh I lived in your world for a little bit, and you lived in my world for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? (laughs) So that means that I did Mesa's fitness program Mm -hmm. this weekend, which is the most working I've done in a really long time. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And Mesa ate like I would eat. Yeah, (laughs) I basically controlled her macros the whole weekend. Yeah, so I recently started doing nutrition coaching with him so we could kind of get the full experience of what we both do because he has been my programming client. Um, I am slowly learning the world of macros. I feel like I have a decent understanding. What happened today? What happened today? Today was very shocking. So we're adjusting a lot of my macros and I was surprised at how much food we consumed and how little calories it was yes <laughs> yeah and you were not hungry the whole day no and i felt like all we did was eat all day <laughs> and then it was much less than i typically eat just for eating probably and you also saw your abs in the mirror today right <laughs> yes, i did for the first I time i think it was just better foods probably better yeah. better foods for what i need yeah it, that's exactly right exactly yes. right so like for what you were trying to intentionally came come uh or achieve so Mesa's goal as a nutrition client, it's different from a lot of other females' goals, right? And so I'm super excited about this. Um, Most females, 
start off around 12 to 1500 calories or even if we do a cut and then reverse out they're still around 12 to 1500 calories mesa starting out <laughs> at 1800 calories okay yeah and that's even kind of low i think it is kind of yeah. low but i said trust me on this we're going to flush out your system and then build up from there and my goal is not weight loss which is the kind no. of crazy yeah so yeah. that's tell them tell everybody what your goal is so my goal is mostly performance. I would like to be stronger as a functional fitness or strength is my weakness. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to build mass. I want to get bigger, actually, which is, I think, a less common goal for girls. Yeah, right? your legs. Yeah, so I'm I very... I think your legs are great. I'm, <laughs> I'm very top-heavy, as most people know. My biceps and my quads are the same size. <laughs> This is the first time that I have seen Mesa in person. We've <laughs> known each other like over a year and we've yep. talked a ton. We've never seen each other in person. The internet's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's so wild. I feel like there's so many connections I've made through like digital programming right. with people all over the world. So my biggest surprise was two things. Mesa is tiny. Okay. <laughs> I am. Like she is not tall uh, at all. Um, and she's jacked. Your upper body is jacked. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to make the bottom half of me match the top half. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So uh, Mesa's goal, as, as we talk about, and it's interesting because we're running a little challenge right now on adequate mm -hmm. portions, and, and that's kind of timely to this. Um, and so you came into this <laughs> as like, you're like, oh, I know how to track. Like, I've done that before. I know how to eat clean, which, you know, now know why I say like I hate people's the, ter yes. the, the terminology of eating clean because it doesn't necessarily match what you were trying to accomplish mm -hmm. um and if you hear me talk enough about nutrition it's that there are no bad foods there are foods yep. that get you closer to your goal and foods that get you further away from your goal so for mesa tonight that was ending the night with king cake and a bagel <laughs> it was so great <laughs> i think it was just interesting to me um not that I think I eat super clean, but I eat generally good foods. My boyfriend is a chef, so we eat high quality meat, high quality fish. We're eating well-cooked meals frequently. I'm not right. someone who's eating a ton of fried food or a ton of fast food. I do love ice cream, uh, but I think it's just interesting. This is going to be interesting from a learning perspective of yeah. like what foods do what, what makes up foods. Because I don't, I don't think I'm someone who needs to drastically change my eating habits it's no. just understanding little pieces yeah no you don't need to change your eating habits and it's just kind of like um connecting some bridges yeah that, that we have right uh like when i saw mesa's tracker for the first week what <laughs> it was a little rough it's fine well, no it was like 1300 calories 2500 calories 1400 calories 2200 calories yep. like up and down, up and down. And what we want to do is create consistency. And a lot of that was, and this, this is, if you're a female out there and you're listening to this, this is like the number one thing keeping you from AKA toning up. Okay. Which I, I'm not opposed to using that. People use that. I know what you mean when you say build muscle mass, toning up, you, <laughs> say, you mean building lean muscle. Yep. Okay. Um, and so Mesa was eating like some days, like 60 grams of protein. Yeah, and then I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is yeah, I don't eat a lot of protein, which I, I think, I think I knew that. I don't think I knew how little it was some days. Right. Um, but I think also I my kind of goal in 2022, 
I almost said 2021, in 2022 anyways, is to get a little more structure in my life. Being an entrepreneur, you can very easily leave mm -hmm. a ton of work tonight. You cannot have a good schedule. So this is going to just add another layer of kind of structuring my day and discipline. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, but it was kind of fun today. Yeah. It's it's It was easy for you because I just kind of weighed everything yeah. for you <laughs> and wrote it down. Yeah. But I think it, like even over the past week, it's gotten easier. It's just like yeah. become part of the process. Yeah. And now. it's like finding out what works for you mm -hmm. and what doesn't. And like you're going to mess up right? Like, <laughs> you're going to mess up and that's okay. Um, yep. you know, like it's, it's like, even when you're in fitness, it's not going to be perfect from the start. You get better sure. as it goes with anything you do. Um, and that's the big thing with weighing and tracking and figure out the right diet mm -hmm. that works for you. Um, so the other thing for Mesa was kind of reconfiguring her other macronutrients, which we aren't there yet because we're focusing on the protein and the calories okay but the next thing that we will do is reconfigure <laughs> her fats and carbs because mm -hmm. uh, carbs do store glycogen in your muscles okay um, and if they are storing glycogen in your muscles that is contributing to building more muscle mass mm -hmm. so protein carbs fat makes everything taste good Okay. Um, but if we have to have, like, if we want to put the majority of our calories towards building muscle mass, it has to be protein and calories as the large portion of our caloric intake and fat a little bit less. Because if you go over whatever your maintenance is or growth, you will um, gain weight, which she's trying to do. But I'm pretty sure you don't want to just get fat along the way. No. I want right. the 300 pound deadlift. 300 pound deadlift. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're close, right? Yeah, very. Yeah, you're super close. Yeah, okay. so so that's what's going on with that. Um, I'm super excited and, yeah. you know, uh, let's talk about fitness. So You did your first, a lot of first movements for the first time in a long time. First time in a long time. Yeah. So today I snatched for the first time in about three years and mm -hmm. it was it was so funny because at first, I was like, "No, I'm not going to do this." And then you kind of convinced me to yeah, do it. Like, like at you a didn't safe like, weight, yeah, you didn't like. I started out at 95 pounds, and I'm like, "Okay, this is easy." <laughs> and I progressed to 145 for a three position snatch, which is not great by any means. Like, there's but for the first time snatching. Yeah, but for the first time in a long time, and I was mm -hmm. fine with it. It felt good. It felt comfortable. It was a little bit challenging, um, which was all I needed. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, this was fun." Yeah, and yeah. I think it shows that that's like a testament to doing one-on-one -on -one programming and doing the things you need to do for your body that you've worked on shoulder stability for a really long time. You've worked on overhead position. You've worked on strength balance right to left and making both your shoulders be able to push and pull the same amount so that when you do want to play a little bit, you have that base, which yeah. brings us to our next conversation. But, you know, that base of fitness, which I always preach to all my clients to build a base. So then if you exceed that capacity, if you want to try something new, you you have some room to play. Well, you know what the interesting thing was is, and I'm going to tell people what happened next. So next was you had to do, um, it was front squats with a two second pause into a push jerk, mm -hmm. right? Six sets of three. Um, the three reps were front squat, pause, up, push jerk. Okay. Um, well, I had just snatched for the first time in three years. So <laughs> I opted to not do the push jerk. Yep. Um, Mesa's been building this up for a while. She doesn't have any shoulder issues. So she went with the push jerk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the point 
is, is as you are progressing back into something that you haven't done in a while, volume matters. 100%. Right? And so um, we had kind of done a full body workout the day before. We worked out for an hour and 45 minutes the day before. <laughs> Which is not typical. It's not <laughs> typical. We just had some fun. Yeah. Right. Um, and we had kind of done a lot of pulling. Um, we'd hung from the rings. We'd done some kettlebell swings. We did some devil's presses. And I was like, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to take it easy mm-hmm. with this. Um, so I was cool with that. You crushed it. We went on. Uh, yeah, and I think like I have a coach that programs for me because I think coaches need coaches the same way I expect my clients to follow what I do. And he is taking into account my weaknesses, what I'm trying to work on, where my capacity those are, mm-hmm. how my joints are moving. Um, so it's safe for me. And right. that's where like you were just hopping in on my program for a day, which is fine. It's good to have fun and fitness yeah. with friends sometimes. But you were smart about it. You weren't just like, oh, I have to do everything Mace is doing because it's not, it's not your program, you know? Yeah, I'm actually going back to our group class tomorrow. So I wanted to be able to not destroy myself, to be, be go back on track mm-hmm. with my group class tomorrow. Um, and you can do that because you spent a very long time building a healthy base fitness yeah healthy base of fitness which is the program that we've been writing mm-hmm. um, it's called building a base which we were kind of brainstorming names and talking about things that we say a lot and i told my clients all the time we should build a base of fitness because it gives you like i said room to play if you want to go try something new or exceed your capacity or even go on vacation and take a week off you have a good base to come back to versus someone who's just taken you know an extremely long time away from movement yeah, how should someone decide, like, let's say they are in group fitness, um, who is the person, and we're not talking about the people that are looking for individual coaching, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about them, like someone that maybe need to progress out of pain, or has a specific goal that they're trying to accomplish that needs to hire a virtual coach, okay? Um, where is, like, who is the person that might need something different than the group class that's not exactly you know, one-on-one coaching. So I think there's a couple uh, factors with that. One is in functional fitness and CrossFit, we talk about variability all the time. And while there is merit to that, and while I do think mixing up movements is good, throwing together random variable movements only works for a finite amount of time. There is like progressions are really important in fitness. So we have variability in functional fitness just from the amount of movements we can use. If we make use of those movements, we should repeat them week to week and month to month with small progressions. So I think someone who's just some group classes do that. Yes, like I do I that. I work that into our group programming. Yeah, 100%. I work that into our group programming. Yeah. But I think not always. That's not always the case. But you're you are building a base with your right. with your with gym. my clients. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes people are just. You know, throwing together workouts, stealing things off Instagram, doing a hero wad, doing a gym program, hopping in with their friends, and they don't have a good consistent week-to-week, month-to-month plan. And then eventually you're either going to have overuse injuries, get burnt, burnt out, or not see progress. Like, mm-hmm. you see these people who are like, I've been working towards this movement or this number, trying to get, you know, a push-up or a pull-up for years, and I haven't seen it. And it's because they're not intentionally progressing over time, they're not taking into account how frequently they're going below parallel, how frequently they're pressing. So it's a just general guideline for a person who wants to see intentional movement and progressions over long periods of time. Yeah. So 
one thing I would love to talk about, and I thought I thought this was pretty cool, is because um, I do I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of group programming. Um, I have individual clients that I program, but you are also my coach, right? <laughs> and so I yep. do take cues from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I was asking about is the difference between upper lower splits and then CrossFit programming mm-hmm. that is maybe more full body every single day. Uh, so this is a two part question. Okay. okay. The first part <laughs> being that um, it's my assumption that if you are working out less than four times a week, so mm-hmm. let's say three times, then you should be working full body all three times. Okay. Okay. Yes or no? I will say most of the time, yes. Okay. When would it not be appropriate to do full body if you only lift weight or resistance strain three times a week? I think one, if you're in pain. So if you have like a shoulder issue or a hip issue or a knee issue, it's sometimes helpful to divide it into more of a bodybuilding upper or lower because you can control. When you do full body, it's harder to control how much you're using a certain joint or how you're introducing volume. So when people are coming, working out of pain, it's much easier to do a more upper lower body split and then work them into full body. But for someone who's healthy, who just wants to get in, get out, get fit three days a week, I would say full body is fine. Okay. So then we talk about, you know, the four person or more and, um, a more traditional upper lower split, Mm -hmm. uh, Give me the differences then between when it's appropriate to program maybe full body every single day. Mm-hmm. Like that is definitely more CrossFit style of programming yep. um, versus a more intentional like upper lower split. Like I program my group class and I know there's there might not be no right answer, but mm-hmm. like what is the difference? Yeah, I think that it one depends on the goals, obviously what someone's looking to accomplish. I think in good functional fitness, CrossFit, whatever you want to call it, programming, there are, even though it's more full body, there are splits. Like you're only hinging on certain days. You're only doing push-pull on certain days. Maybe the conditioning portion has some mixes of that. But as far as strength and like like your more specific sets and reps movements, you are dividing that in some way, whether that's squat versus hinge versus overhead. Ooh, I almost had a muscle spasm in my hamstring just now. <laughs> from, all the, from all the deadlifting we did. Yeah. Um, but I think I love CrossFit and I do a lot of functional fitness. For most people that have specific goals or just want to look good, it is easier to accomplish those goals with splitting like functional bodybuilding, like upper, lower, splits um crossfit is fun if you want to compete if you want to mix it up every day you can do that but for specific goals for progressions for building muscle it is easier to split it up into lower and upper body days right right does that have anything to do with maybe pushing those um particular regions of the body into more of a failure or not yeah i think that maybe has a little bit to do with it. I would say more so you can, you can, yeah, you can fatigue a certain body part in a day. You can also do like, if I have a lower body day that's focusing on quads, I can squat, I can do single leg stability, I can attack like a lunge, I can attack a goblet, I can attack 
like a tempo, all the things to do with that body part, that movement pattern, and then move on. Mm-hmm. It's harder to piece all of those components together when you're trying to do full body every day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, let's talk about yesterday, right? Okay. So um, we had a warm up that was rather extensive, 11, 12 minute warm up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, after that, we... Wait, I want to pause there because I have so many clients that warm up yeah. for like 30 or 40 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah, when I get them, when I get them and I change that, that feel the need to warm up for that long. And we just said 12 minutes was an extensive warm up. So just let that process. Why would someone warm up for 40 minutes? They shouldn't, but I have right. so many people that are like, oh, I need to, you know, roll out for 20 minutes. Can we talk about talk- rolling out? Like, yeah, all right, <laughs> we can. Like, like, We've gone all over the place. I know, but that's okay. This is a hodgepodge of, yeah. of stuff. Nutrition, fitness, programming, all that stuff. Um, the person that rolls out for 20 minutes, they're like, oh, I just need to roll out. <laughs> like, where's where's your crazy roller with the death chamber on it, you know? Um, yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> um, they've probably conditioned themselves over time to feel like that's doing something that it's not. That's old school CrossFit. It is. It is. So I will just give my kind of couch brief... stretching, <laughs> lacrosse ball, man, lacrosse, pack. boom. Yeah, I think so. I'm not against rolling. I'm not against manual therapy. Um, I think that who's against manual therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on the explanation that's going along with it. Right. So I think people believe frequently that rolling hands-on lacrosse balls is altering their tissue composition or changing something. It is not. It is a central nervous system response. It's the same way in the most rudimentary way. If you fell and scraped your knee and then I kicked you in the balls, you would forget about your knee hurting. Ah. So if you have... It's like when you have a headache and you pinch right here really, really hard and this hurts and then you forget that your head is hurting. Yeah, it's literally the gateway theory. So your brain has a gate and can only take so many stimulus at once. So if you roll out... You're just changing that threat response, but it's temporary. It's a very temporary relief. It's not addressing the thing that's causing you to feel that tightness. So if you want to do it to feel good, go ahead. It's not an effective warm up, and it's not creating any long lasting change. So just understand why you're doing it. And I always say like time is so valuable. We can't spend most people who have jobs and lives and families cannot spend hours and upon hours in the gym. So don't waste your time in the gym doing something that's not getting you closer to where you want to go. Now, if you have the time have fun. And, and it makes you feel better, it's not hurting anyone. No, right? but just understand that you're doing it to make yourself feel better, not because it's changing your muscle length or anything like that. Okay, cool. All right. So we finished our extensive warm up of 12 minutes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. um, and we do a uh, three sets, mm-hmm. five, four, three, two, one, deadlift. Um, and dips. Okay. So for those of you at home, that's 15 reps of each movement by three sets. Yeah. Okay. We were building weight, um, on the deadlift and the dips. Yep. Each set. Um, after push pull. Yeah. Push pull. Okay. Um, full body. Yep. Full body. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're almost hitting everything there minus the quads yeah minus right like almost your whole body yeah. minus the quads uh so that is pretty pretty good um after that we did handstand push-ups double unders and a handstand walk mm-hmm. intervals, um, yep. what like intervals of that yeah, yeah. intervals of that three sets is three sec- sets yeah 90 second rest three sets 90 second rest okay 
Um, from there, we did uh, 30, 20, 10 GHD shit-ups. GHD <laughs> shit-ups. GHD, it's been a long weekend. Sit-ups. GHD sit-ups and kettlebell, kettlebell swings. swings. Um, and then after that, we did... 50 toes to bar. Every break, you do 10 devil's press, single 10 arm. 10 single alternate. arm devil's press. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Yep. All and right. a little accessory finish. A little accessory. So... With with everything we did, like we 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 hit the full body, right? Like yeah. opening, closing, midline. Mm-hmm. What else, you know? So I think the my idea, if, if I had to guess, the intention behind that workout is a lot of flexion, extension, opening, closing, working midline under fatigue. So handstand walks, believe it or not, it's shoulders, but it's a ton of midline. Handstand pushups is a ton of opening, closing, deadlifts, opening, closing, toes bar, opening, closing. So it's working that kind of midline endurance. Yeah, if I had to guess. Um, Obviously, I'm not writing it for myself because I don't like programming for myself. I think it's important to note that, one, I'm pretty much pain-free. I did have a knee injury, but I've worked out of it. We're progressing out of it. My goals right now are performance. This won't be the entire year. I just did a competition. It kind of lit the fire. I would like to do some sort of local competition. Um, That volume is not every day. I have higher volume days and lower volume days. I will say for as much volume as it was... No, I didn't feel like um, it was too much. Paper, it was really intentional. I was doing push-pull. We were, had, like, specific rest. It was um, complementary movement. I also so. felt like nothing was too aggressive in terms of volume for that specific set of work. Mm-hmm. Right? And the intensity like, was pretty... It wasn't, like, five rounds of 30, yeah. 40 reps. You know what I mean? It was quick spurts, kind of. Right. And the intensity was never, like, unsustainable. Yes. Yeah, which I think is huge. Like, you can have a lot of stuff programmed in mm-hmm. and it not be a lot of volume. Yeah, and I just made a post about this that um, I don't think high-volume training is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think you can most definitely achieve your goals without it. I think it's a good path for some people. Uh, I think it's not usually the volume. It's the type of volume. So people that work out for, you know, whatever, we worked out for an hour and 40 minutes, but people that are doing that on a regular basis are typically just grabbing a bunch of pieces, throwing them together and calling it a workout. If you're like, you very rarely do people have that much time filled with really smart volume. Um, Are there specific movements that people should avoid when it comes to volume? No, it's pairings of movements. Okay. So nothing, like you said, nothing we did was super high rep. We didn't like deadlift and the next day hinge again um, a ton. I think it's when you have a coach, they're programming long periods of time. So if they're putting in high volume, they can look at those movements and not repeat them in the next two days. Look at where you had high intensity, where you had low intensity and kind of complement that throughout the week versus someone just doing three hours of work because they're doing three hours of work, you know, Um, and programming to someone's capacity. Like, if we said, you know, it depends where your maxes are. So if there's 50 toes to bar in a workout, the idea for us for that was to do it in a couple sets. If you can only do five toes to bar at a time, that's a really stupid workout for you to do. Right, right. So I think some knowing your capacities and your limits and what you're kind of testing with that. The, the interesting thing, um, we're, we go all over the place with this, but we were talking <laughs> about hinging. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Yesterday was a lot of... Uh, heavy or explosive hinging mm-hmm. and today um, if I correct me if I'm wrong 
Um, but we did 18 reps of uh, snatch. Mm -hmm. uh, but because it's snatch, it limits the amount of weight we can do. We also did it from the high hang and from below the knee. So two of those or 12 of those 18 reps weren't a full hinge, mm -hmm. right? Um, we did some rowing and sandbag cleans, yep. okay? But the rowing is not heavy in terms of resistance. Mm -hmm. So that hinge is lighter. Yep. Um, and the sandbag cleans, we did 15 reps. Yep. So in terms of hinging, hinging, they're a little bit different and less explosive today and less um, resistance maybe. So yeah, for sure. And it I think matters how you do it, right? A hundred percent. And with CrossFit, obviously there's going to be repetitions on things like squats and hinges and pulling. Those are three really big movements. But you're totally right. You can play with the types of hinging you're doing, the types of squatting you're doing, whether it's heavy, whether it's light and high volume where you're hinging from the ranges of motion and yeah i mean we also had squats in there today and it was much more squat dominant i would say as far as the full workout um and then with crossfit like yeah you're gonna have you have a somewhat of a hinge and a clean a hinge and a snatch a hinge and a deadlift so thinking about and like you said rowing all of those things and how you can kind of spread them out throughout a week in a way that's not going to exceed capacity. I also didn't wake up and do, after not working out for months, just do a program like this. We've kind of worked up to this over time. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I was talking to Emily uh, this past weekend, um, and Emily was telling me, and this is a perfect place to talk about this, <laughs> is that my messaging for my gym is confusing. Okay. Because I am a CrossFit affiliate, but I also talk shit about CrossFit constantly, okay? And I am actually one of the only CrossFit affiliates left in New Orleans. There's a lot. There's some other ones, but a lot have let go of their affiliation along the way. And there's a lot of new gyms that's popped up that are not actually CrossFit affiliates. I still am a CrossFit affiliate. Um, you've seen my programming, mm -hmm. okay? Uh and you've heard me talk about CrossFit a lot. Like, I believe in CrossFit as a methodology. Like, yep. there's a ton of things I love about it. I think that a thing I am trying to escape and run from is the stupidity that is rampant among affiliate owners across the yep. nation and that you see on the internet. And the problem is that there's so much of it and they're so mother freaking loud, <laughs> all right, that people start to think that's what CrossFit is. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? This is like you're preaching to the choir because I love, I love CrossFit, but I think it's often done wrong. And I think this comes down to, like you said, defining you, you believe in the CrossFit methodology. So like, what is CrossFit? CrossFit is everything. It's every form of movement. Any, any movement you do can be CrossFit. CrossFit is not like Fran or a hero workout or it's literally moving. It's not gymnastics pull-ups. No, it's a, it's any, literally any single movement can be a CrossFit movement. It's just working out. It's just doing fitness on a regular basis. Um, I think there, there's pros and cons to the freedom CrossFit has given affiliates to do whatever they want. Um, I think the fitness industry and knowledge has evolved over what the last 10, 15 yeah, years yeah. of CrossFit. Um, some people have not evolved with it as in many sports and many fields right. in general. Um, I don't think 
what you're doing is moving away from CrossFit. It's just evolving as fitness evolves. Um, but there are always traditionalists that are going to want to, you know, die hard on working out in the garage and laying on the floor dying in dirt every single time they work out because they think intensity and volume over everything. But we've evolved past that and we've realized that's not the best way to get the intended goal of longevity and health and fighting chronic disease and being healthy for a very long time. Um, so I think it's just, you're just evolving. You're evolving with. Yeah. With I look at, I look at what we did, what we did today and what we did yesterday was very, very much CrossFit. Right. Yeah. I guess, but part. I would say like, maybe not because when I started CrossFit, the workouts I was doing didn't have, you know, tempo in them. They didn't That's have controlled true. reps. They didn't That's have true. built in rest. There wasn't accessory work. Like we did, shoulder cars in our warm-up today and stuff like that i don't right. i wouldn't say that is well crossfit at its core but what that, again that's defining what we yeah so we were is. we were talking yesterday and we had this conversation and i said you know if a gym tried to produce this workout in a class a group fitness class in an hour they'd have to take out this they'd have to take out this because there's not enough time to mm-hmm. do this and if you took out all this other stuff and now maybe the workout looks half of what we actually did I wouldn't feel very fulfilled after mm-hmm. the hour class. And I think a lot of clients, um, and let's let's be real, like if your clients aren't having fun, um, if they don't feel like they got a good workout in, they're gonna stop coming, yep. right? So there's a delicate balance we have to play as gym owners or programmers, um, et cetera. It's a little bit different when you're programming one-on-one because mm-hmm. people are coming to you for, for you to address a specific problem and put your trust in them. Um, It's also like when someone signs up for private nutrition coaching with me, hey, I'm the boss, Mm -hmm. right? Like, do what I say. Do what I say, right? (laughs) Um, Whereas if I'm some like influencer on social media and I'm trying to get follows or likes or whatever, like I'm throwing out the sexy stuff. You don't, you're not seeing the tedious things that need to have, need to have happen. So gets back to what I am trying to do in a group class is I'm trying to provide as much fitness as possible in an hour. And you saw that class today. Mm -hmm. Um, And we put a lot in an Mm -hmm. hour. It's very fast paced. We move through things, but consequently we can't do a lot of higher skilled things yep. because higher skilled things take time to appropriately learn. Mm-hmm. I've sat in those classes before where they teach you how to kip. Okay. It is incredibly boring for most of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know how to do it, my best thing for that is because I will still write gymnastics, um, pull-ups into workouts every now and then. And half my people don't know how to do it. That's okay. The half that did learn, can do it the half that didn't can either spend time after class and learn or um do ring rows or do ring rows modification or purchase personal training Mm -hmm. right and yeah and i think that's like you kind of nailed it on the head with i i think people need to stop thinking of group fitness is this way to learn all of these new skills. The point of group fitness is to someone who wants to be healthy, to live a healthy lifestyle, to get in, to keep moving, to feel fit, to look good, and to go about their day. If you are someone who has specific goals, whether that's get out of pain, whether that's I want to do a muscle up, I want to be able to snatch heavier, that you don't go to group class for that. You go to group class to generally be fit, to do fitness with your friends, and to live your life, like to live a right. healthy, happy life. I, I enjoy 
certain skilled movements. I would like to do local competitions. I want to get better. I'm, I'm, if I go to group classes to have fun and to get generally fit, if I have specific goals, I'm going to do one-on-one programming. And I think that's where like a lot of those high-skilled movements can be removed from class because majority of the population that are filling boxes are not competitive athletes. They're your everyday person who just wants to exercise and look good naked and feel good in their body and live a really long, healthy life. If I do one-on-one programming and I come into class and there's butterfly pull-ups, I can do them because I've learned them in a time that's appropriate with a one-on-one coach who's taught me. I love that you said a time that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Like that could be a year plus, right? Like there's people that come into a group fitness class and they want to get butterfly pull-ups in the first six months, which is possible. But like, what is your base? What are you working with? Like, And if those are like, if you have a goal like that, that's a very performance based goal, you should get a coach. Because right. that's not the point of group fitness. And I think people want a CrossFit class or a group fitness class to do all of those things. And that's not the case. Right? You would say most of your members yeah. want to come in, feel good, get fit, get out. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> I do all the time. I beat this drum. Is when someone signs up for group fitness, their goal is they. it's either I want to look good or I want to be stronger to play with my kids and, and or be healthier, mm-hmm. fitter. That's it. Okay. There's nothing about, I want to do X movement or I need to go do this. Those people are very few and far. And by very few and far, I mean one out of a thousand. Yeah. And those are the people that should do individualized programming. And sometimes once you get into CrossFit, you have goals based on, I want to squat this much. I want to do this thing. And those usually are, should be worked on outside of class. If you start using those skills in class, that's fine. But Majority of people don't need to do muscle ups, don't need to kick upside down, don't need unless you're trying to have performance based goals, which is fine. It just might not be appropriate for class. Yeah, I mean, if if your goal is to compete, you should learn how to do handstand push ups. You should learn mm-hmm. how to do muscle ups. And I even think if that's like a skill you're just interested in learning, yeah, it's yeah, fun, go for it. But in order for it to be safe and progressed appropriately it's not going to happen in a group class well that's just not that's the other thing i was going to talk about like what is the time you have to dedicate Mm -hmm. right because like if you were working on high skilled movements that come with a higher risk variant okay then you there's other things you need to be doing besides just that skill yep right to protect yourself against the risk that comes with practicing that higher skilled movement and i think that's something people tend to forget yeah, it's why we say like you cannot, you didn't do a ring muscle up for however long and then you were able to do that skill because you worked on all the components. Someone who doesn't have all that shoulder stability, strength, strength balance, and just tries to do a ring muscle up, it's not safe. Right. They haven't been assessed. They don't, you don't know where they're at. So that's where one-on-one comes into play, whether you have specific performance goals, you want to get out of pain, or you just want very intentional progressions that are catered to your capacity. None of those things are the purpose of group fitness. I think people want a group fitness class to encompass all these things and that's just not realistic. Yep, I agree. Um, so if, you, if you're someone out there that's in group fitness and, and you're not getting what you need out of it, um, we have our, our base building program and we have one-on-one coaching um, and it doesn't have to be us. There's many programs out there that work well as well and there are many coaches out there um, I'm a big believer in our group class. It is very intentionally programmed, but if it's not what you're seeking, 
there are other avenues out there to yeah. to get that. Uh, and also pay attention and, and try to decide what your real goal is. Um, there's a lot of things that we have goals in the moment. It might not be our real goal and we just have to remind ourselves to that. Like 100%. sometimes in the moment for me, the goal is to eat half this king cake. <laughs> But that is not my overall goal. <laughs> that is taking yep. away from my overall goal. So I have to remind myself what my overall goal is, which right now is to gain weight and get jacked as hell. We're doing it. We are doing it. And my goal is I'm trying to put on eight pounds by April 17th. Um, I was eight pounds. I was six pounds away a few days ago. This morning, I was two pounds away. <laughs> so Lots of king cake. Lots of king cake. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I need to slow that down so um, my head doesn't start to mess with my actual process. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anything to add? That was fun. No, that's great. Hopefully there's lots more. When, when is coaching. base building going to be available, Mason? It's coming very soon. Very soon. Good drop will be on Instagram. You'll hear about it in the next week. I like it. Remember, the best things in life make you sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.